This is the official Caps Church Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, every way. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I'm here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. Hello, hello. What's going on, Duvali? Uh, you know, just sitting here, exhausted and sore from the asks ass kicking we just got in roller hockey. Yeah, tunnel green roller hockey. Shout out. Um, always a nice uh, <clears throat> crash down to reality there. Um, Capstones, we've got a great episode for you today. We're going to be talking about what's going on in the league, any movement before the fr- the the roster freeze. And on top of that, we'll be obviously discussing what the Caps have done and given our two cents, our expert opinion, I think is what you tweeted, right, Polly? Yeah, with, uh, you know, some symbols around it. <laughs> well, but first we do have to talk to you about DraftKings Sportsbook. It's not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook. Speaking of America, our top athletes are over in Tokyo competing for the gold and... DraftKings has a metal-worthy offer just for our listeners. Listen to this great offer. Place any pre-wager, pre-event wager of $1 and be eligible to cash $100 in free credits if America wins any medal this year. That's 100 to 1 odds on an American athlete to stand on the podium and receive gold, silver, or bronze this week. 100 to 1 odds on an offer like this doesn't come around often, so sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook now. To get in on all of the action. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It's easy to navigate. has plenty of instructions for new bettors. And nearly limitless ways to get in on all of the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook. And I know you will too. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. If America wins a medal, that's code THPN to turn $1 into $100 in free credits for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, that's DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code THPN. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana 1-800-9-WITH-IT. DraftKings Sportsbook. THPN. Thank us later. Thank us later. All right. Let's look. There's a ton to talk about. So let's, uh, let's get right into it, Paul. You're thirsty anyways, aren't you? Cheers, mate. One, two, three. All right, so Polly, what do we got, man? I mean, we got some some pretty, uh, I guess, I think it's kind of shocking news on retirement. Yeah, we've got uh, a couple retirements. Um, so first, Pekka Rene. Um, I think people were thinking it might happen. Um, right. You know, he's he's thirty eight. He has. Well, NHL.com said 13 seasons, but his post said 15 seasons. But he's been with Nashville for, you know, a decade and a half. Sure. Um, you know, he retires leading the franchise in games, starts, wins, shutouts, GAA, and saves. Um, he's the first Finnish-born goaltender in regular season games, starts, wins, and shutouts. Had a 917 save percentage and is tied with Tom Barrasso for 19th in wins and is ranked 19 in shutouts 
Uh, he's got the fourth best GAA among goalies who won 350 games. And he is one of 12 to have 350 wins and 60 shutouts. And those are, I'm sure there's more we could dig into. Right. Um, on top of all that, um, you know, he's a conference champion, played in the cup. Um, he's got probably, screwed out of it, for probably, sure. Yeah. He's probably got, a, I'm sure he has a couple um, bronze medals with Finland. They're like the bronze medal, you know, hub, Finland. They win, right. They win a lot of bronze. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that's awesome. Um, <clears throat> look, I mean, I he it's going to be a very different national team without him. That's for sure. Yeah. So. And as we'll get into, they just offloaded some more, uh, you know, talent that has been there for a while. Right. It's right. Absolutely. Trades. Who was it? Ryan Ellis. Yeah. Oh, they moved Ryan Ellis? Fuck, I didn't even see that. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait, no. I did see that. Yeah. We'll get into Def- it. All right. Um, <clears throat> Bruins' Kevin Miller has retired. That's a 2011 draft pick. He played 352 games with 71 points and 281 penalty minutes. Any reason why? Injury prone or? Um, You know, I, I didn't see. But he's been 10 years in the league. Yeah, he definitely got a pension. Maybe oh, yeah. get out while the good, getting's good. Sure. I think I think he has had some injury issues. Right. Absolutely. Well, two great careers. Uh, crazy. Definitely going to be weird to not see Pecorino on the, on the, uh, on the national team. Um, there's another retirement that is not NHL related, but yeah. you know, another pro hanging up the skates. Yeah. So speaking of, uh, great careers, congrats to friend of the pod, Chris and Lewicki on her, Outstanding college and pro pro career. Um, you know, at Adrian College, she pretty much holds every offensive record. Mm-hmm. Um, and she played four professional seasons: uh, three with Buffalo, one with the Metropolitan Riveters. 2018, she was an All Star, fastest skater. Um, and she is to this point the only West Virginia born player to play Major League Professional Hockey. If you want to hear anything more about that, we had her on about a month or two ago. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, Kristen, uh, you know, good luck on your your post-hockey career. um, And congrats on what you've accomplished because it's a good career. Definitely. So it's a NWHL stud hanging them up. You know, it kind of – it sucks that – it sounds like she's kind of doing it for – because she's going to pursue like a different career, but um, you know, it would be nice one day to see that like women are making so much money that they literally, that's not even on, on the radar. They want to play until they're, till they're, uh, you know, the ripe old age of 30. Well, I was going to say it'd be, <laughs> it'd be nice if she could make a good enough living that she didn't even consider doing something this until she was like 35. Right. Exactly. But you know, uh, I think she's going to kill it in her new role. So, yep. congrats. Uh, Duncan Keith. We'll move on to trades here. Duncan Keith traded to Edmonton Oilers by the Chicago Blackhawks on Monday for Caleb Jones and a conditional pick in the 2022 draft. Now, I don't think that this is what Edmonton <laughs> wanted, but 
not not to shit on Keith, but I mean he's expensive, and yeah. uh, I mean that was what I was gonna say. How do yeah. they have the right. availability to pay him? Right, I don't know how they have the cap, but they've obviously made it work. Um, and yeah. I don't think I'm not sure. I didn't I didn't see any details that Chicago's retaining any salary. Yeah, I mean maybe this is a uh, to get over the hump. We need veteran leadership. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, look, there's this, that goes a long way, and they're going to get that in spades with Duncan Keith. But I figured that they'd probably need more forward depth. I don't know. I mean, I just think I think that they probably need depth all over. Yeah, uh, because it seems like a very top-heavy team. But uh, I'm not a pro, uh, and I don't really follow Edmonton, so they're definitely getting a lot of ire, though, on Twitter for yeah. making this trade. And staying up north, uh, the Wild. Bought out Ryan Suter and Zach Parise. They had identical contracts of uh, four years left, seven point five four per year. Um, so I'm I'm thinking they're going to go take a discount somewhere. Yeah, that's generally the case. I mean, uh, this is kind of a signal that that the team thinks that they're clapped out. Which I don't think either of these players are necessarily clapped. I just think that they're not the right fit for Minnesota right now. Yeah, I mean, they're they're a young team on the come. Right, you would think. So, I mean, but that Kaprasov guy, I mean, he's like going to be like the oldest rookie. Isn't he like almost 30 already or something? I think he's 26. Yeah, okay. So he's an older older rookie, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure that they will land somewhere and uh, <laughs> definitely pitch in uh, for their team. And the, and the good thing is that this is why they have the buyout. So that they can go take a bit of a discount somewhere and still be relevant and stay in the league. Yeah. Uh, Nick Letty to Detroit for former cap Richard Panic and a second round pick. I feel somewhat bad for Panic because I think this is a clear sign that teams think he's overpaid, which I guess he kind of is. Uh, but I'm sure he's laughing all the way to the bank on this one, right? I mean, he continues to stay relevant in, in the, uh, in the lineup or, at least being paid for hockey. Right. Um, I think he was, they did something else with panic. I thought, I don't know if they dealt him again, but they definitely exposed him in the draft. Yeah. But you know, as of right now, he's a divisional opponent. Right. That's true. That's true. Um, and I mean, it's not the worst thing that the, uh, Islanders are going to, gonna have him if, if it needs to be. Uh, I think Barry Trotz liked him a lot. Yeah. I think yeah that that's a good spot for him. Yeah. And uh speaking of buyouts, uh Keith Yandel was bought out by the Panthers. He's uh thirty four years old. He did actually get scratched in the playoffs, which won't affect his like the official Iron Man streak. Because right. it's regular season only. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like the first game he's missed since 2009. Wow. So, um, yeah, 28th, he's a free agent. He had two years left. So I would love to see him come to Washington on a league minimum. That would be that would be okay. I would I would accept that. Yeah. Um, I'm not exactly pulling for it, but I would accept that. He's a defenseman, right? Yeah. Yeah, so... I mean, he'll land somewhere as well. Uh, 
a lot of these moves I think that we're going to talk about today are teams posturing for the for the expansion and where they can free up space because uh, they're all cash strapped. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Ellis, like we just talked about, traded to Philadelphia. Nashville received defenseman Philip Myers and forward Nolan Patrick, who was then traded to Vegas for Cody Glass. Well, I don't know what, I mean, this is a complete mind fuck to me. Ryan Ellis is a stud. Yeah, I don't like that we'll be playing against him a lot. Right. Um, and I don't like that Vegas just got Nolan Patrick. Yeah, and I mean, Nolan Patrick was somebody who showed a lot of promise with Philly. Yeah, I, I think, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna flourish there. Yeah, and I mean, you look at him, Nolan Patrick's like, what, second or third line there? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, in in Vegas. Yeah, I think he'll be a third liner. Yeah, and that's crazy because in Philly he was like, what, top six? Solid. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then here's the thing. Philadelphia absolutely imploded this year. So, <laughs> who the hell knows what they're thinking? I think that they just need to uh, – I think that they've come to a point where they're obviously not going to be touching Giroux and, you know, Voracek and uh, Coots. So, weird. I, I'm I, – Whatever we'll see how this uh, we'll see how this pans out, and I think that your your assessment's definitely right on. Uh, a little bit of uh, lighter news here: Pierre McGuire was hired as a senior vice president of player development for the Ottawa Senators on Monday. First job working for an NHL team after two decades of broadcasting. I mean, just get this motherfucker off the airwaves. This is definitely his wheelhouse. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I don't hate him as a broadcaster, but obviously he's unpopular, so mm-hmm. it's probably good that he's not there. I don't think he's really a coach, I, but you know he he has everybody memorized. Like so, the fact that he's going to be developing, helping with scouting, I mean that's that's got to be his calling, right? Um, I think that he's going to put one hundred and ten percent to this job. Yeah, as he's put in one hundred and ten percent. Probably into broadcasting, which is probably about 20% too much. <laughs> right. Uh, but, hey, whatever. I mean, the Senators, they look to be making moves and hopefully are on the way back up. And this is their big coming out move. <laughs> Getting Pierre. Yeah. The lightning dented the fuck out of the cup. Did you see this? Oh, it's brutal. I had somebody had said that it wasn't. Was it the actual cup? It was the actual yeah. cup, right? Okay. Yeah, it had to be, uh, ironically, sent to Montreal <laughs> for them to fix it before the the cup tour started. Good God! Um, if you remember, the Caps were doing uh, ke- like beer stands off of the cup and dented it as well. Yeah, uh, but not to this magnitude. I mean, they, they caved the side of the actual cup. Yeah. I mean, look up the Kucherov's, I think, is holding it. And it like turned it into having a, a legit handle. Yeah. Like a half moon. Yeah. <laughs> um, so good job. Good, good, good on you. Tampa I think Bay. that if, if you had just the top of the cup, it would lay flat where it was dented. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> that's crazy. Um, and then on to some serious news here. Uh, Logan Malau, uh, or Malio, uh, was charged in Sweden. He, this is a guy that, uh, plays in the O, plays with London Knights. That's old Dale Hunter territory there. 
And he was uh, charged, charged in Sweden, found guilty. And I think they found him guilty. Like, he had to pay fines. I remember this, so, uh, of the article. I'm not really sure about Swedish law, but he sent his team a Snapchat of the back of, like, a girl's head who was performing oral sex on him. Um, and then the way they verified that was that he, like, also shared the profile, like, the social media profile picture of her. So that they, I, so she was identified. Um, she was 18 at the time. I think he was 17. Uh, not a good look at all and kind of a scumbag move for sure. Yeah. Um, and a lot of teams, I mean, he interviewed with a lot of teams. I mean, he was supposed to be going top third of the first round. I think it was at least 10 teams put him on the no draft list. Yeah. So if you're going 13th, I mean, that plummets your stock. I mean, he could find himself not being taken till the third or this or late in the second. Right. So. Yeah. Very stupid. Right. Uh, and fucked up. I mean, well, yeah, you know, who, who, you know, I don't think it's an excuse to say like, oh, well, I was a, I was a kid or whatever. Um, I don't know. I, it's shitty, and he, I, he's not like going to go to jail or anything for it. Though you know, probation is probably the least stringent thing that he should probably face for this. Yeah. So, um, I think that in Sweden, I did read that like the money that he did have to pay goes directly to the victim. Not that it's like a big deal, like not that it's a lot of money, but it's on his record now and it has definitely put a huge dent in his career really hamstrung him out the gate so we'll see if anybody takes a, takes a chance on this kid uh even you know he might not even get drafted at all yeah so all right the NHL is hoping to plan and and planning for a 21-22 season with full 82 game schedule thank god and fully vaccinated players return to pre-covid-19 conditions Fully vaccinated players will be able to travel without protocols and work out on the ice without limitations on the size of the group and without being tested for COVID-19. Presuming vaccination rates in the U.S. and Canada continue to climb and that the Canada Canadian government lose, loosens travel restrictions. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, another regular, finally back to some normalcy here. Yeah. And hopefully everybody stays safe and healthy. Uh, real quick, Arizona is moving to the central as Seattle enters the Pacific and the Olympics for hockey, which is supposed to happen what next year? Yeah. This coming February. Yeah. That's still up in the air. Yeah. We don't know yet. And what's your last thing here? Oh yeah. So the, you know, the protection list came out and Pat Maroon is exposed and I just want to say, if he goes to Seattle, I hope they win the cup. <laughs> and he just gets four in a row, three yeah. different teams. That'd be insane, dude. That would be insane. Um, I've kind of got to agree with you, especially if the Capitals aren't going to be able to, you know, that and then like a 50-goal OV season would be pretty sick. Yeah. You know, the the superstitious culture of hockey, mm-hmm. people would be like, I, I think some people would be like, Maybe we should try to get Pat Maroon on our team. Right. He's, he's the good luck charm. <laughs> All right. Well, 
let's talk about the caps, man. I mean, we're we're running, we're running. Uh, we we did that in like twenty minutes. That's so pretty good. Yeah, I'm impressed. All right, here's the Washington wraparound. So I've seen a lot of buzz out there about like a koozie for Tarasenko trade, like straight up or something like that. Um, and I, I feel like a lot of Caps fans are just not forgetting our or are overestimating our quote unquote center depth. So tune in Thursday for my hockey chill hip check where I will be shredding that into a million different pieces. Mm. Uh, because I do not think that the caps are deep at center. And I think that that's been a huge problem in the past. And when we plug that hole properly, we want to cut. So, you know, not to blow it here, but I'll go into more detail on Thursday. Tune in then. Uh, Ovechkin is getting a doctorate degree in Russia. Yeah. So he is set to defend his thesis or he's preparing to. I think he just went in front of a board to get approved to defend his thesis. Right, and it's the difference between Russian and North American hockey training and uh, gameplay, apparently. Now, not to discredit Ovechkin, but the dude's, like, royalty, is he, is this, was, okay, so this is all kind of coinciding with him opening up his, what he calls, a hockey school, the Ovechkin Hockey School. And this is very, like, uh, kind of, it's, it's cool because it's kind of like traditional and old school. The way that like a lot of Russian hockey has been taught, uh, and you know they basically find like a, a player and and open a school. I think Fedorov has one, um, and it's just a way for them to use their celebrity and give back to the community, basically. But they also are trying to produce really good players. So is it like a prep school? No, I think it's more like it's a rink, and there is. Pr- probably more than just like hockey that goes on obviously it'd be like you know the ovechkin travel team right so they would have a name and they would have like their their own travel team so he's like opening a rink but i think that there's also probably like more in-depth stuff as far as like all the trainers that work there are like taught about the system that ovechkin wants to teach yeah and tips and tricks and all that stuff right so like if you ever been to like a I, i would liken it to like going to a summer camp for hockey in the United States, mm-hmm. but it's just like year round where you like get training and compete. But I, I, maybe there's even classwork. It's interesting. It is. It is. I mean, I mean, I think that in Europe, that's a lot more of a bigger, uh, thing than it is here in the U S obviously. Because in the U.S., like, I think that you kind of come up more in, like, a geographical area and in a system. Right. Right. Um, But uh, I'm wondering, like, the whole Ph.D. thing, is it, like, an honorary Ph.D.? Do you really think that Ovechkin went through, like, like English or Russian 101? I mean, he's defending a thesis. That's not honorary. Yeah, but, I mean, did they fast-track him... Okay, so let me take it back to this, because, like, I feel like in Russia, it's kind of like, I mean, you know how in the, when, the, when the Red Army team was, like, a military thing, right? And, like, these people were, like, you know, like, Fedorov was, like, a sergeant in the army. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, it's kind of like you're given, they just give you this rank. I mean, not to say that any of these people didn't deserve it, it's just, I don't know if it's 
traditionally how we would think somebody goes and does their doctor, like goes and gets a bachelor's degree and then goes and gets a master's degree and then goes and gets their, I just wonder if they fast tracked and was like, here's your PhD class because you're already a fucking pro. I mean, what the hell can anybody teach Ovechkin about shooting a puck? I don't know. I'm sure there's someone out there who could help him tweak stuff. Right. But I mean, he's already, he would, I think that he wouldn't, would you not consider him already like a subject matter expert? Yeah. (laughs) You know, like a possible like leading mind in hockey already. Yeah. I mean, maybe, uh, his body of work qualified for his bachelor and masters. Right. That's what I'm wondering if, if, I mean, did they, were they like, okay, OV, if you want to be a doctor in this, uh, in hockey, you're going to have to do all the core classes first. You're going to have to get your credits up, bud. I mean, you know, he's been in the NHL for almost 17 years. I mean, he knows what he's been doing. Absolutely. And, you know, he's obviously grown up in the Russian system. Absolutely. No, I agree. I'm not trying to, like I said, I'm not trying to just, like, discredit it. I'm just wondering, like, how that process even looks. Because I didn't even know this was happening. Well, when, uh, when we have him on, we'll ask... Yeah, we'll have to hit up Carl and ask him what's that, what this whole what's this whole Doctor Ov thing about? Yeah, like his peppers. <laughs> yeah, Ov's peppers. <laughs> all right, all right, Caps fans, we made you wait long enough. The expansion draft. Um, we didn't really cover this a lot in the in uh, as far as like our picks for who we thought uh, we would we would want to see be saved or protected. And primarily that was because, uh, we're ill prepared and have very, very short foresight. And yeah, so that's on us. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I think that we've, uh, I think we, uh, we kind of pulled it together here at the end. Now I'm, I think we should go through our, our picks, our, our, our choices and full disclosure. This was, you know, we have no way to prove it, but this was actually we do. Cause I, I told you to text. Yeah. I text you. It was like, get these in before the, uh, before the actual roster comes out. So these are our picks before it actually came out and a little bit of justification around it. Let's hear yours. All right. So the forwards that I wanted to save were Backstrom, Kuzi, Oshi, Wilson, Mantha, Eller and Sprong. Okay. Um, on defense, I wanted to save Orlov, Carlson, and Schultz. And the goaltender was Samsonov. I would, in this, in this scenario, <clears throat> I thought that the Kraken would take a blue liner. And I still think that the Kraken are going to take a blue liner. But I think that the, that Seattle is looking at this roster of availability and thinking that like Dylan is probably the best pedigreed player available. Um, yeah. you know, we've got our whole fourth line exposed. So that's like Hags, Dowd, um, and, uh, Hathaway. But, you know, I think as good as those guys are with us, I feel like it takes them together to be that good. I think they just have like amazing chemistry and, you know, no knock on them, but they are replacement level. They're probably, you know, pretty easy to find their, their archetype in the league somewhere else. Yeah. Even though they are great with us. Um, I thought that the caps were going to, I thought the caps that did a good job of both identifying a Jensen type 
player in TVR who's one year younger and a little cheaper. And I had thought, you know, you know, obviously we know, we know now, but I, my logic was we exposed TVR because literally no one's seen him play in two years. I mean, he played five games for the caps or so last season, the season before that he was kind of a healthy scratch. Um, I think with Carolina. Yeah. And he's kind of been like on the outs. So I felt like with the way that the caps treated him this year was kind of strategic because we had, you know, we were paying more for Jensen. So it's like, okay, put the more expensive player out there. If they're kind of like basically the same, um, and you know, let's hide TVR because if we can expose him, people might just pass over him. You know, the Kraken might just pass over him because they, they don't have the certainty though. He has had a long career just of recent, you know, what have you done for me lately? Right. Um, I don't think they take Vanacek. I think that's nightmare fuel for me because I think that's like worst case scenario. I mean, that's the worst loss that we could take right now is Vanacek. And I think Shiri's safe because he's on that bubble between being like elite and replacement. He's just like a middle, middle forward who seems like you could possibly find a lot of them in the league. Though Shiri's versatility is something that you can play. Like he can play first. He can play fourth line. I mean, he can, he can play up and down the lineup and, and still succeed. So he's kind of like that Swiss Army knife, which is great. Um, <clears throat> but again, I mean, the, the overall theme for me here was protect the centers. And I think that the, like I said, Kraken are taking a, taking a blue liner. What, what was your pick, Polly? So <clears throat> I went with Oshi. Eller, Becky, Kuzi, Wilson, Mantha, and Sheary. Um, you know, I thought Sheary had a really good year, and they might want to hold on to him, guarantee, you know, guarantee mm-hmm. that he was going to stay. Um, I thought they would protect Carlson, Orlov, and Jensen on the blue line. And I went with VTech just because... I mean, he he set some rookie records this year. Yeah. And he was way less of a pain in the ass than Samsonov. <laughs> you gave you gave him points for being a good teammate. Yeah. And a quality and, well, person. and for not being a headache for right. management. Sure. Um and that's really like who's making these decisions, right? So I respect that. I just I th- and I keep reading it that like Samsonov has a higher ceiling. I do believe that uh, I don't. I don't. I mean, and I think VTech is going to be a rock solid backup for us if they don't. If he doesn't get picked, which again, that's nightmare fuel for me. I don't want to. I don't want him to be picked up. Um, though with the goalies that are being exposed, like Carey Price, I think that the Kraken are high as fuck to not to to not take Carey Price. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean. Um, and like, while VTech is still a gamble, he's played 40 games in the show. Right. Did incredibly well, but there's not a lot, not a big body of work there to judge him from, you know? Yeah. And you know, if you're going to spend a lot of money, you're not, they're not going to keep OV. Mm-hmm. So really their, their top two expensive people are Landis Gog and Weber, or er, in price. 
So, like, I would think... You're talking to Kraken. Yeah. I would think they'd be comfortable taking Price because he's going to be, like, the highest paid guy. So you're saying that, like, it's a lock that Landy gets uh, picked? No. Or... Um, I'm just saying I think this will be some of their higher paid guys. Who? Kraken. Well, they haven't picked him yet. I know. You mean in your in your reality? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, let's get back to this. Right. So I thought the Kraken would take Sprong. Okay. Um, because if he was left exposed, he's he's a young guy. He shows a lot of promise, and they might be thinking, get him to Seattle, and he'll do what the guys did in Vegas. Sure. Um. Okay. And the only reason that I I didn't pick Shiri. Is because I don't think that I mean he's older, right? Yeah. I want to keep some fucking youth on this team. Yeah, I mean Sprong's like what twenty four. Yeah, I think twenty four, twenty six, in between there. Yeah. So uh, we'll call twenty five. Yeah, I think he's actually twenty six, but whatever. He's like mid twenties, right? Um, <clears throat> and you know, obviously, I liked the top in te- the top in offensive talent of Schultz on the blue line. And I think that he fits in with Laviolette's kind of system here. And then having him as like a one-two punch when Carlson maybe not be feeling it or even just having that threat where, okay, well, fuck, we got to deal with Carlson on the, on the blue line. And then, oh, right after Schultz. And then, okay, maybe we have a chance on a shutdown third pair. Like, okay, I, you know, I, I don't think that that, I thought that that would have really solidified the blue line with some top end talent, though Schultz's contract is a little inflated. Uh, you know, but. He's only there for like another year. So, year or two. So, um, that's that the reason I didn't pick, that's the reason that I picked him over Jensen because I think that he's a harder defenseman to find. Why yeah. did you, what was up with, why did you want to save Jensen? Um, I don't know. I just really feel like he, he really found his game this year. Sure. And I'm just trying to think of, People who have proved themselves, but show a lot of promise. Right, and like I said, I think Jens. I think you're right, but I guess well, my only comeback to that would be that TVR is cheaper, younger, and close to the same player. I would want to say, yeah, you know, uh, you know, I have no stats to back this up. It's just he's kind of he just seems like he can slot in where Jensen did. Yeah. Playing with a shutdown guy like the TVR hockey troll, uh, eye test, right? The hockey troll sniff test. Well, <laughs> I wanted to go to Schultz, and the only reason I didn't was because he's a band aid, right? Yeah, I mean, you're getting hurt all the time. You don't want to give up someone who might not be quite as good, who's always there. But you could put him on LTIR and just have for the playoffs. Well, I hear it works. <laughs> All right, Capstones, here's what actually happened. Uh, we were both pretty close on the the front end. Uh, Nick Backstrom with a no-movement clause and didn't waive it, so he's got to be protected. Uh, Mantha, Oshie, Tom Wilson, Kuznetsov, Lars Eller, Daniel Sprong. So they you, kept Sprong. You hit 100% on forwards. Yeah, so I was, uh, I was right there. That was – and I think it's more of a money game. With the Sprong keep versus anybody else. They're just trying to, like, keep... Even if it's a half million dollars, like, save it now because it's going right to Ovechkin, right? Yeah. Now, 
uh, the defenseman that they kept was Carlson Orlov and surprise, surprise. This was a pretty big surprise thing for a lot of people. Uh, TVR. They protected TVR. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, exposed. Schultz will be exposed. Jensen will be exposed. Dylan will be exposed. Um, and Shiri will also be exposed. Uh, Ilya Samsonov was the goalie they protected. I, I think that that was kind of a no-brainer. I understand why you picked him because of not being a shitbag. Vanacek yeah. is, uh, <clears throat> and I think that's that's honorable, very honorable of you. But uh, I, I didn't I didn't think that was going to ever work out. So that being said, I mean, <clears throat> I think they did good. I'm I'm happy with what this is, and, and I am hoping that a blue liner gets taken. And the reason that I'm hoping a blue line gets taken is because I see Martin Ferrari being a Dylan comparable. Yeah. So, you know, now that you know, Polly, that you, I mean, your pick that for the Kraken was Sprong. He's protected. Who do you think they take now? The Kraken. Ooh. Um, I think Dylan is, yeah. is a pretty safe bet. I mean, the blue line has, I, I just for a team that's building something new and it's just like a team that has a lot of options. I think that if you were just to compile all of the players that are available for the caps, that he's the best guy. I think that, yeah, you know, and I know that the caps, caps Twitter doesn't like him very much because they have this fantasy that he's slow or whatever and mishandles the puck or whatever that is. He's a steadying, he's a steady veteran presence and still contributes and isn't terrible offensively, you know, as far as moving the puck up, getting some assists, putting the puck on net, you know, keeping, keeping pucks. I mean, how many times did you see Dylan take a step and keep a good puck? You know, he's, he's willing to jump into the play. Um, and he's physical and shut down. I think, I think they got to take him. Uh, and okay, maybe they say no and they want like a little bit of a younger, I mean, slightly younger guy and want, and Jensen, you know, Jensen is 30 years old. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah. Nick Jensen's 30 years old. So he's a veteran at this point. Um, I think that he's still got a lot of good years in, in his, under his belt or available to him, but yeah, I'm not, uh, uh so anyways, Going back to taking a defenseman, another good thing is is that the Capitals have drafted so many defensemen in the past, you know, ten years that we just have a glut of them. Yeah, and I I think you're right. It was important to really lock down the right forwards because our our blue line is it's so deep. Right. I mean I and again, we always add a defenseman at the deadline, right? So that's really, and we've bargained away, you know, Christian Juice. Um, you know, we've moved some promising young defensemen who are doing well uh, and actually getting playing time like elsewhere. So I, I feel that the Caps were built very well, drafted very well, and I mean, just as good as they could have been. You know, I'm not seeing... Though I think back to like, man, what was the last time the Caps really fucking pissed me off with like what they did, and that was the Forsberg trade. (laughs) 
<laughs> but maybe it was just because of the severity of it and how ridiculous of a fucking trade that was at the time and in hindsight. But I, yeah, I mean, I think that they've they've played their cards about as well as they could, and they made good decisions based on the information they had at hand. And uh, that's all you can really ask of like a management team, right? Right. So, um, a positive would be that we shed a very a, a decently long and expensive, somewhat expensive contract for a third or you know number four defenseman. You know, third pairing. Sorry, third pairing or number four defenseman in Dylan if they if he gets picked up. And I'm thinking that a lot of Caps Nation really wants that to happen. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And it's not, I'm not, you know, again, I'm not hating on Dylan. I just think that, honestly, I think that the, that's probably just the best thing that we can offer to the Kraken. Yeah, I'd say so. All right. Awesome. Well, Caps fans, thanks for sticking here with us. Tune in on Thursday. We will be going over, um, you know, I'm going to go on a bit of a rant. I'm going to be honest. So it's a uh, true to form hockey troll hip check. Polly, what are you going to be talking about? I'm going to talk about the captains that were exposed. Yeah, definitely interesting stuff uh, as to how teams are positioning themselves this year. You know, I'm not seeing a lot of, you know, please don't take Brian Rust. We'll give you a second round pick and Marc-Andre Fleury, right? Like I'm not seeing a lot of like knee jerk, sell the farm just to save this one guy. Yeah, I think a lot of teams are exposing Older guys worth big money. Yeah. Just kind of daring them to do it. Yeah, and um, not only that, uh, I'd seen a tweet that there were a ton of people just in talks right before the rosters froze. You know, like, all right, I mean, (laughs) everybody was selling, basically. There's a lot of names on the table, a lot of names being thrown around. Obviously, only a few kind of came to fruition. But uh, I'm very interested to see, like, after the dust settles, like, how free agency is going to go. Yeah. It's going to be a wild week or two. Yeah, no doubt. And then once free agency like opens and everybody becomes UFA, hoping that we're going to see an Ovechkin contract, a big fat one. July 29th. <laughs> I'd love it if it's just the same day. Same day. Free agency, like, the, like, wouldn't it be awesome if free agency opens and the very first signing is Ovechkin? Right. That'd be so sick. I mean... If he doesn't get drafted, they should just sign him, like, after the draft. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. They could do that, right? Yeah. Like, you know, they didn't draft him. Let's get it inked. Right. Yeah, no doubt. So, like, minutes after the draft ends. <laughs> yeah, right. They're still in, like, the, the, the post-draft coverage and, like, across the ticker. Yeah, Alex Ovechkin, five-year contract, thirteen million a year. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck. Oh man, worth every penny. Worth every fucking penny. You can't even tell me he's not. Um. <laughs> all right, Caps fans. You know, if you like the podcast, or even if you don't, you should uh, rate us five stars only. Five stars only. And uh, definitely tune in to us on Thursday. We're going to be here with you all summer. Two episodes a week. Got a lot of uh, awesome interviews lined up, so uh, we'll see you on Thursday.
Hey Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp Podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network, at Hockey Podnet on social and the Hockey Podcast Network.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out. Oh, we're not friends anymore.